This is a headgum podcast. Bye, I love you. Wait, are you coming to help me bring that stuff on Thursday uh, with the hang the all this stuff? Jesus Christ. Friday? Friday, 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 Friday. Not Saturday. Saturday doesn't do Saturday doesn't work for me. Friday could work. Tomorrow would be nice, but that's fine. Okay. Well, why don't we do Friday then? We'll call it Friday. Okay. Bye. You done? I was Am I done? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Because that was yeah. pretty unprofessional of you. I've been trying to talk about this movie for a while. All right. Um, so basically, I keep trying to do the right thing, and I accidentally keep causing more harm than good. Case in point, the other night, I, li- I just moved into a place. You may have heard, um, my mom just called me. I don't know if that's going to be in or out of the podcast, but essentially, we found a couple, I don't even want to talk about it. It's a couple of insects in the apartment. Cockroaches. Which we're, 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 okay. We're killing them. They were dead. So we think that they we have like, the stuff in place to deal with them. You know, we live in a downtown of a city. There's bound to be some cockroaches. Anyways, but I was, um, did I tell, Finn, did I tell you the story about the, the robbery that I witnessed? The double robbery? Yes, you did. Did I? That was your fault? What do you mean? Did I not, then you didn't hear the story? <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was your fault. <laughs> yeah, it was slightly my fault. Well, the second half of the double robbery was my fault. It was a two-header, and the second, it was inadvertently caused by me, where, uh, and I guess this kind of reminds me of the movie, so maybe we can pivot into that afterwards. But essentially, I was trying to go to sleep um, at about 3 or 4 in the morning, and I just heard a lot of screaming and commotion out of my window. And uh, I like heard some guy screaming, and I looked over at the last second, and I saw a dude on the ground... And another guy was like prying his shoes off and knocked him over and, and ran off and like mugged him in the middle of the street in the middle of the night. So then the guy had taken off on a bike and I didn't really see what he looked like or anything. So I just called the police and I was like, hey, um, there's a guy who's lying down, just face down on the ground. He's not moving outside my apartment. Uh, I don't see any. They're like, do you see any blood? I was like, no, I, I saw the bat like the very end of him getting mugged i was like he's on the ground right. this guy ran off with his shoes the guy also proceeded to ask me like 15 minutes worth of questions that i didn't know the answer to and he's like well uh-huh. i thought you witnessed the whole thing i was like i don't know what like i didn't witness i literally just i couldn't tell you what the guy looked like he might have been wearing a yellow jacket but he also might have been you know shirtless i don't know <laughs> yeah but he biked off and then this guy wasn't moving on the ground, so I thought, oh, I hope he didn't get stabbed or anything. Like, I don't know if I should go out there to, like, check on him. That feels like maybe the wrong call because I'm not um, a paramedic. So uh-huh. I called I called the ambulance. They showed up, and they, like, woke him up, and he was fine. And I think he was pretty out of it. I think he was um, – I mean, he was probably pretty – He's pretty – yeah, I think he was pretty high and maybe a little bit totally wasted. Um but and he was like, just didn't have shoes, anything. So they woke him up and they're like, Hey man, are you okay? And he's like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, and then they gave him a blanket and he was just going to kind of go back to sleep on the sidewalk, which was fine. Um, but then kind of right as he was falling asleep, a small, like maybe 20 something year old, um, guy was walking past and just out of nowhere, the, the man who, the shoeless man, um, started going like, Hey, 
my shoes, man. You you fucking took my shoes, man. <laughs> and the dude walking by obviously had no idea what he was talking about, so he just tried to like cross the street and get away from him. But then the guy started going, yeah, he took my shoes. And there was this like huge dude smoking a cigarette on the other side of the street. And he, I guess, heard the guy yelling about the shoes. So he thought that this little guy had mugged the shoeless guy. So then they both start chasing down the little guy. And he's like, dude, I'll fucking kick your ass right now if you don't give this guy his shoes back. Like, you know how, how shitty of a person you need to be to steal like a homeless man's shoes? And the guy had like no idea what's going on. He's like, I swear I don't have it. Meanwhile, they've now walked down. They're about like Jesus maybe 200, 250 meters down the street. I'm leaning my entire body out of my window, screaming like, he didn't take the shoes. He didn't take the shoes. It's He didn't take the guys confused. He didn't take the shoes. And they can't hear me because they're screaming at the top of their lungs. And I'm like just in my underwear thinking I'm going to have to run out. And then I'm like, oh, it's pretty cold. Should I just kind of just see how this plays out? And that makes me sound like a bad person. But it happened very quickly, so I don't know if I would have even been able to caught them. But anyways, the guy yep. snatches the little dude's bag. The big dude snatches the little dude's bag, and he's like, fuck you, man. I'll kick your ass. And he, like, I don't know, like, fake throws a punch at him or something. And the other guy just, like, runs away, probably crying um, because he just Jesus. was mugged out of nowhere by a guy who uh-huh. thinks he's doing the right thing. And then he's like, here you go, dude. And the big dude gives the shoeless guy the little guy's bag, and he just dumps it out, and there's some, like, Tupperware. Like that's like a peanut butter sandwich crust in it, and he's like so confused as to why his shoes aren't in the bag because he doesn't, he hasn't connected. It's been like twenty five minutes since he was mugged, and that guy is long gone on a bike. And then the dude just went back to like smoking his cigarette, and the other guy just kind of just walked off into the middle of the night. Um, and then the next morning, the police showed up, un like totally undercover. They're like, "Hey, um, do you know the landlord who lives here?" I was like, "Yeah, it's." so-and-so i don't want to say who my landlord is and the guy flashes me a badge and he's like i'm with the police like we need to ask some questions now i i had forgotten like kind of all about the incident already and i was like oh okay just really kind of excited as to what like big conspiracy was happening but he just wanted to know if there was a security camera or something and um i'm not even sure if there was i don't think that they'd unfortunately i don't think they'd be able to catch the guy they might be able to hear me screaming at the top of my lungs it's not him but uh yeah jesus that's it yeah that was kind of your fault i don't know dude (laughs) it was accidental i like i really accidentally caused it yeah i I did you though well i mean had i have not awoken the guy by calling the ambulance he wouldn't have been awake to see the dude dude, to then dude you fucking you could have been dead you're a good you're a good person it 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 first of all we're opening we're opening the podcast with that Um, second of all, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think you can blame yourself, man. Um, yeah, that sounds like a very funny, like, turn of events that, yeah, it kind of do have to do with the tone of the movie we want to talk about, yeah. which is... It's kind of like, sorry, just gonna continue not talking yeah. about that movie. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like my Batman origin story in a way, where like, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed outside the opera, etc., etc. With me, it's kind of like the thing that haunts me from my past, which, you know, makes me try and stop crime is that I accidentally called an ambulance, which ended up getting another guy mugged, and I saw right. it. Right. And it's okay. like, 
in all the Batman movies, they'll see the pearl necklace of Martha Wayne right. being snapped, <laughs> and the kind of the pearls will hit the ground in like the gritty Gotham streets. And for mm-hmm. me, it's that with um, Tupperware containers. <laughs> yeah, and a peanut the, butter sandwich. The lightly frosted ground of a Toronto downtown street. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. live with you for a long time, man. And that's why I started smashing machines with crowbars. <laughs> yeah. Why I started going into stores breaking, breaking self-checkout machines. Yeah, you're the vigilante. You're the you're the yeah. you're the worst superhero ever. What you do is you go in and you you destroy self checkout machines that are worth thousands of dollars and I go probably there, would scare people. Scare people, probably get people fired because they'll have to re- like replace the machines and then yeah, be and like, you sorry, we a, can't afford the real people. I think I'm think doing it's a, good a real thing. you think it's a real yeah, a real good move on your part. <laughs> So what have you been up to since um you've been you've gotten better but what have you been up to? Yeah, well I was uh for starting we we did a you know we were we recorded a little bit before Billy's mugging story. If we start the thing with the mugging story podcast, I was uh, sick um last week not with covid um because if you say you're sick during the pandemic everyone immediately assumes that it's the worst thing, which is fair because I would too. Um, but, uh, no, I just had a uh, test negative for COVID. Um, I picked up some, um, sore throat strep, um, which is not So fun. this is, you tested negative at the party that you went to? <laughs> at Kendall Jenner's party? Yeah, of course. Um, no, no, of course not. I would not go to Jen- Kendall Jenner's <laughs> party. Wouldn't uh, get invited. However, the weekend's fat suit was, <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Um, you can, but, can you say fat suit? Is that a thing? Ah, uh, fuck. Really? Can- the weekend's plus-size suit was so good, God dude. damn it, dude. That's what they call it. That's the, that's the, that's the term. When that's the company name. The company name is Fat Suit, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was sick. Um, and uh, Billy graciously got Jeff. We didn't even have to do an episode that week, but uh, we got Jeff. Um, it was a really funny episode and now I'm back, but yeah, I've just been hanging out and, um, playing my guitar, um, and, uh, writing and watching, uh, watching movies and, uh, Billy got me to watch an amazing movie called, uh, Modern Romance, uh, yeah. something that and Finn uh, got me to watch a movie called Class Action Park, a documentary, which you didn't watch, huh? You didn't watch it yet. Yeah, I guess, sorry, Finn tried to get me, Finn asked me, like, every day for two weeks to watch this movie that's only 70 minutes, and I've, uh, I just haven't done it yet, because, I don't know. Yeah, and I did it the day of this, I just stopped watching the movie. Yeah. Um, that movie, It's it kind really, of like, remember Tiger King? Did you see Tiger King? I, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing, but. Yeah, I didn't see it. I might watch it, <laughs> I heard it's really good. Everyone in the entire world telling you to watch one thing, you've never seen it. Well, it's hard. The it's entire hard. Like, world taught the, the entire it, you know? world. The entire world told you to watch Tiger King, and you still didn't watch it. I just felt that's what I'm saying. If somebody or if some the world, I guess, is really pushing me to watch a show, <laughs> it's gonna be on my fucking terms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I it, like everybody was talking about it. It was everywhere, and it just I just it it made me not want to watch it. Not that I think it won't be good, or that I think I wouldn't really enjoy it. I think I would. I think I'd really like it. I think it sounds really interesting. Um, right. I've actually kind of been really dying to see it. I just, for yeah, whatever reason, haven't. I don't know. I just kind of haven't. Um, um, and now that, yeah, I still got to watch that. What's that show? Stranger Things. I heard that's right, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I heard it's good too. Um, I, uh, 
I heard that uh, some of the kids in it are <laughs> uh, not too good of an actor. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, Who? Which kids? A kid with brown hair, big eyes, kind of like a pirate smile, and by pirates, you know, you know, blue jean baby and stuff like that. I'm going into an Elton John joke. I don't know what the, where the fuck that came from, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, yeah, he's bad. I don't know. He's like uh, pirate he's... smile. <laughs> yeah, pirate smile. Thank you so much for getting that. Um, yeah. yeah, Billy. Is that got what he says? To... Pirate smile. Yeah, he does. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's scurvy. talking about me. It means you have scurvy. <laughs> he's talking about me. In Stranger Things season one, pre-Invisalign. Finn, go back to season one. See Finn's teeth. And by Finn, I mean myself, and I'm talking about myself in the third person. Go see, well, go see, uh, go see how my teeth have changed. It's pretty, pretty wild. That's why I said pirate smile. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched this movie, Modern Romance. Uh, it's, I don't know how much money they made it for, but I can't imagine a lot. Um, it's, it's, uh, for the first half of the movie, it's kind of a lot of the same location, but the the plot is essentially it's about this film editor who breaks up with his girlfriend, uh, his long-term girlfriend, that he kind of has a history of breaking up with and getting back together uh, immediately with, and he just is, like, <laughs> the most jealous, selfish, like, worst person. Uh, yeah, he's this hyper-neurotic, like conceited kind of like so yeah it's albert Brooks. they have the most unhealthy relationship yeah um, and it's the it's the craziest ending um and it's yeah, just it's, it's really of, uh, yeah it's it's Go cringy ahead, well i was gonna say it's cringy it's really like uh your like bad. your heart <laughs> well i mean your it's heart like bad no it's a fucking cringe <laughs> um no it's like it's cringe humor and like you're and by that I mean like you're you're really your heart even though the guy is really selfish you your heart really bleeds with him because you you want him to get back together with this girl because immediately when he breaks up with her he wants to get back together with her and um kind of the whole movie is about their their terrible like fractured relationship but because they are so attached to each other they can't they really can't be in a relationship with anyone else yeah um it yeah it's this, it's this, it was billed, I guess, as this, this anti-rom-com where it's like what happens after the breakup of a relationship and kind of that idea of like the, you know, rooting for people to get together, but these two people probably should not be together. And yet they're the only two people who deserve each other in some really yeah. weird kind of way. But uh, I was looking at the, I was looking at the uh, description on the Criterion channel and it said something about Albert Brooks being not afraid to play um like unbelievably selfish and unlikable uh yeah and well the whole the movie starts with characters. a scene the movie starts and i with was a scene thinking with our eyes where he literally says that he's he he's a film editor and he he's like i think the movie's gonna be saved through editing and she's like your editing and he's like yeah of course <laughs> my edit of course i saved the movie like he's immediately from the very beginning so self-gratifying <laughs> Yeah, so we saw that description, and just myself and my roommate just looked at each other. We we're like, "Oh, you're gonna love this." To me, like, there because that's just <laughs> the exact type of movie that I love and kind of yeah, want to write. And it's not Albert Brooks's first movie. Like, he, I think this is his, like third direct directed it's his, movie. I think it's his, sec- it's his second. second movie. He made a movie called Real Life. 
which is like a mockumentary. Right. Apparently one of the first mainstream mock. I honestly, I watched eight minutes of it. It didn't hook me, but um, it's like was one of the first mainstream kind of mockumentaries that they made. But he was a comedian. Yeah. Well, um, he 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 made he got us. I guess he well he got to start from filmmaking. But he I think what put him on the map was making the first shorts uh, filmed shorts for Saturday Night Live. Um, is how it started. He would make these shorts and sell them. Um, to, to SNL, and then they would play them. They were kind of the original SNL digital shorts. Um, wow, that's all, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I think that's how we got to start. And then he started. I making, heard that like he, he was already ben making. Ben Stiller movies. did that. Yeah, too, I was gonna say yeah. Weirdly. Ben Stiller. Like, I think Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was on. Thing. Ben Stiller was on SNL for I think. I don't know if it was a season or two seasons. It, it wasn't long, and he went in. Th- because he was a filmmaker, he wanted to be a filmmaker, he went in thinking that he would be, yeah, like Albert, he had made a short film that uh, I don't, I think John Lovitz saw and brought yeah. to Lauren Michaels and said, we want, we, you should get Ben Stiller on, he's yeah, If I'm not mistaken, I think it was like the color of money, like the Tom Cruise, like the Hustler yes, sequel yes, with yes. Tom Cruise That's and Paul a, yeah, Newman, yeah. but he was playing this Tom Cruise type character who, I don't know what the bit was, but it's just already like, perfect for Ben Stiller yeah. to be playing. Yeah. Well, and the then Tom and Cruise that's why type. and that's why he didn't he didn't want to be on the show because he thought that it was going to be like an Albert Brooks thing where he'd be he'd be selling shorts, comedy shorts to SNL, which is the dream. And then they made him a part of the cast and he would get really nervous and he wasn't which really is a, the nightmare, a stage right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say it's such an amazing thing, but yeah. Um and he I'm sure he knows that too, but it wasn't his thing was is the point. Yeah. Definitely, um, dude. Ben Stiller's like my hero, man. He's I mean, the like most so genius. Funny. There's been, I mean, there's been so filmmaker. many, so many genius people that have been on SNL that didn't last that long. Um, like Jenny Slate was on for I think might have been two seasons, three seasons, or I might have even been one. I don't remember. I think it was two or three. Um, and she's brilliant. Um, and I think just some people they they just recognize how talented they are and they want to make it work, but sometimes it just doesn't work. Like some people, I just don't think it translates as well to the format of the show, which is fine. Totally. Like, yeah, I can't. I mean, it's the is. hardest thing. It's so. I mean, I'd love if I ever ever got to talk to Albert Brooks. I I would be really really interested in to see how he like got started to like selling his stuff to snl and that's how he kind of got his way in i think um yeah well wasn't he wasn't he a stand-up though for a while yeah i think he i think he was um and it's also so interesting to me that james l brooks is in this movie um i had no idea that they were in each other's movies and were friends because obviously they both had the same last name but they're not related james l brooks did you hear did you hear the thing about did you hear the Albert Brooks thing I said in last week's episode? Or did you not finish it? Uh, I don't know if I, I, th- I, I think, I think no, I, I heard the whole thing. I just don't remember what you're talking about. Yeah, so Albert Brooks, I thought was related to James L. Brooks right, because okay, they're yes, like yes. best friends and they're both last name Brooks. But it turns out that Albert Brooks's brother is also in Modern Romance and it's Bob Einstein because yeah, so crazy. Albert Brooks's real name is oh, Albert right, Einstein. Oh, right, 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 Albert Einstein. Yeah, which is so funny it's, and yeah, bizarre brilliant. and perfect. Yeah. But then, yeah, he obviously yeah. had to change it to Albert Brooks. Yeah, and then, uh, which is so funny because James L. Brooks famously makes these, I mean, his are more, um, uh, I would say, like, commercially rom-com. You know what I mean? Like, more, uh, his, I mean, obviously, James L. Brooks is one of the most legendary filmmakers. Um, 
but his kind of he, he's famous for making romantic comedies but like the good one the really really good ones um and uh and it's it's so interesting it makes so much sense why they're friends and why and also james o brooks in the movie is so funny and he's um, so good in it he's there's so, a specific so scene he plays a he plays a filmmaker he plays a director right. of the fictional movie that albert brooks's character is editing yeah and there's and a specific so scene in it. there's a specific scene in it where they're editing and he comes in james o brooks comes in as the director and has this thing where he's like uh I got it. Like I, I have the thing to save. Like one of the last scenes in the movie, it's the sound. Um, he he's running basically like the character's running through a hallway on a spaceship, and he's like the sound of his feet are like too you know like they're too light. We need like pounding, like pounding and breathing just to like get the intensity up. And he comes in and says that he's like I got it. He's so excited. He's like I woke up at five thirty in the morning and I got it. And he tells Albert Brooks, and Albert Brooks is like, I don't. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? He's like, oh, I thought you'd be really, really happy about this. And he's like, I don't see a difference at all. And they just have this really. I don't really, think we need it. Yeah, I don't, think we need it. I don't think we need it. And they I have the now. most. I think it's the most realistic argument slash debate I've ever seen in a film ever, um, because it's so passive. Um, but it's like I've been in so many arguments that are exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing in, in any. You know, you're having a if you, you're having a debate with a friend or something yeah, like Finn that. Is, you talk Finn about is it. really, really passive aggressive. I am surprised that he's kind of self aware enough to say that on the podcast, but it's a problem. Every like all his friends talk about it. <laughs> yeah, they all text. Yeah, apparently they all text Billy. Um, we have a bit of a GC group chat where we're just like, God, you should have heard. You should have heard him again. Yeah, I feel like that's passive aggressive. The thing that you just said now. Huh? We're the sorry. thing you just said now was passive aggressive. Are you texting? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I was texting. Uh, I was just texting the group. I was just going to say that you're kind of being a little bit PA again. But, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. What were you saying, Finn? Uh, I was just saying he, the argument that he has with James L. Brooks is so... It just... Everything about the movie is so funny. It's so... Everything is so based in, like, reality. It's obviously... A lot of it's just ridiculous because you're watching this guy who's just such a fucking, like... He's such a loser. Like, he's just, like... He's obviously an incredible editor, but he's also terrible at... Um, he's the most jealous guy in the entire world. And I read something that um, that really interested me, which was Stan, when Stanley Kubrick saw this movie, he called out Brooks and said how much he loved it. And he said, I really want to make a movie like yours that touches on the same... Um, the same themes of jealousy, and then he made. And that's Blood why he shot. made two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, that's why he made Eyes Wide Shut, which is crazy. He took total. He took a lot of inspiration from Modern Love and made Eyes Wide Shut. That is great. Modern <laughs> Modern Love. What is this? A David sorry, Modern Rom- song? Sorry, oh Modern Love. Sorry, Modern Love. God. Modern this is the romance. thing. Finn's really absent-minded. I have a, a Twitter group chat about that. It's kind of some <laughs> it's of called absent. Mi- it's actually it's exactly how it sounds. It's actually called absent-minded. Um, but yeah, I, I have to go through all of his movies. Um, uh, so I watched that one, and then I watched his next movie. The thing is, the the awesome thing about Albert Brooks is he didn't make all that many movies, and apparently they're all supposed to be good. Like I think some of them are less highly acclaimed as others, but he really took his time in between. Um, because I think he just really cares and not to say that directors who make movies fast don't care. Cause a lot of people, they can make like 
eight movies in 10 years and they're all great. But I'm saying he would take like five, six to seven years up right. like even more kind of to 10 years. Well, I think in between at the same making time, his movies. he was acting at that time, I think. And he was also, um, he was doing stand up and stuff. Yeah. I just think it's really cool when a director does that because sometimes I feel like you, ch- you, you can change so you much over the course of five years. Pardon me. Sometimes you wish that you don't have that you don't have a partner, or sometimes you feel. I, yeah. Sometimes I, I feel, feel. Yeah. Anyways, you mean like a writing partner? Because because my I'm god, I'm about to not. I'm about to not after this uh, after this conversation. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on. <sighs> sorry, I'm just gonna need to take a minute just because I'm right, really mad cool. at you right now and just kind so... of so. God, what happened to us, man? Make sure to vote. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> make sure to vote. The um, he he, you changed so much over the course of five years, and I think that every movie he made, he wanted to do something different and have a little bit of a new perspective on whatever he was making. But his next movie is called Lost in America, and it's this movie about. It's kind of the same, similar not concept, but similar kind of style or similar kind of um, tone or themes. We're just about this couple who decides to sell everything and just hit the road and just go mm-hmm. like discover America and that kind of romanticized idea of he loves the movie Easy Rider and right. that's all just, he wants to talk about all the time. It's just this guy who is hyper romanticized this idea of like what it'd be like to just go live off the land and, and have an R V and just live with his with his wife and they don't have to answer to anybody. And he kind of worked this job and anyways now he's they they, they take off in America, um and it's kind of just showing what it would actually be like for that type of guy who romanticizes it so hard to actually go for it and then realize, oh, maybe this, maybe this, there's a reason people don't do this. Right. Maybe there's, it, that thought of it is not as good as the actual being of it, the doing of it. I mean, he but must. It's so funny because he he's must so have neurotic. Been, he's so, I don't want to spoil what happens, but there's some he, twists and curves. He must have been a real, a real Easy Rider fan because he also talks about it in Modern Romance. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has a line about it. So, I wonder if that was all of that was on purpose. But yeah, it's I mean, a legitimate I, plot point in in his next movie in um in uh, Lost in America. Right. Yeah, he and did. And his um, movie after that, Defending Your Life with Meryl right. Streep, is about. And this is the word like where I'm about to talk about a movie I haven't even seen, but I do really <laughs> do I do really want to watch it. <laughs> it's about a guy who dies and. Um, I think he ha- he's stuck in like limbo. He's not quite in the he's in the afterlife in some capacity, but I think you I I also have no idea. So this is the worst thing to do, but I think he has like 30 days to prove so that either he's going to be reincarnated or he's going to go to the afterlife and he has to decide or you know prove right. to some jury or something. But I mean, I will watch it because I do love his movies so far. He's a really unique yeah. voice. I'm going to go through all of his stuff. I think he's amazing. I think he's so funny. I think everything, every single thing he did in that movie, there's a, there's a point in the first 20 minutes where he takes quaaludes, and it's some of the funniest, like, physical comedy I've seen. There's um, a crazy one take of him. Yeah. And it's not really a flashy one take, but it's just... Yeah, you don't how realize. His performances and how yeah. funny it is. It just, it's going on kind of forever. Um of him just going through his like Rolodex or whatever it's called, calling people on Quaaludes and just his thought process as it follows him throughout the thing. But it's, it's really, 
I don't want to, you know, give too much away, um, but it's it's a really funny movie, and I believe it's still on the Criterion channel. His other ones got taken off as of October 31st, but I believe that this one's still on there, and it's definitely yes. worth watching. Any, it's anyone funny because, who wants to check it out, go check it out. Uh, it's funny because I was first introduced to Albert Brooks as probably most people, like, our age in, well, initially in Finding Nemo. I mean, of course, uh, yeah. And then Marlin. from there... Yeah, and then from there, Drive, like his yeah. part in Drive, uh, was the he's first the time villain. that I saw him, and he's so different in Drive. Yeah, he's and brilliant. He's so good in Drive. It's my, it's in my top three favorite movies of all time, probably, and it's so interesting. He's he's one of those guys that can do the comedy and the the drama, obviously, like perfectly. Switching right. back between like back and forth between the two, but it was so funny to see him in Modern Romance, and then see him, or rather see him in Drive, and then see a much I, younger yeah. him in Modern Romance, and just think he, like, what like how is this? Yeah, he plays a full on guy? villain. He plays a full a full on villain in Drive, and that's how you know this. He's you know, so talented and, and incredible. Um, it's kind of like youth, and I don't mean to like you know compliment you or to your hunt too much but like you know a lot of the characters you play are kind of the scrappy kid that everybody roots for with like you know the pirate smile and like the you know the charm but uh-huh. then in real life you're like an absolute villain so you can kind of turn that on you can like <laughs> okay i thought that was i thought you were actually gonna say something really nice about me and i was like okay as, the more he talks yeah I know it's no it's like i would never know i would never know based on your performances and the characters that you portray like how shitty of a person you are <laughs> yeah exactly like i'd never yeah yeah and you're kind of you're one of those you know kind of you know and i don't want to your horn or anything but there's some people that you know, uh, play villains in, you know, kind of assholes in, uh, you know, people pigeonhole actors and typecast them. And some people works out and some people doesn't. And you really, you really can play an asshole in, in real life. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, you're great at it, so. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyways, um, so, uh, do you want to play a game? I want to play a game. Yeah, it's, Jesus, not anymore. Yeah, come on, man. You ever see Jigsaw? Yeah, let's do it. Have I? <laughs> he thinks that the that, na- that, that thinks that the no, I think is there Jigsaw. is one called Jigsaw. Isn't oh, there? there? Is isn't your dad in Saw? My, uh, he is in he is in Saw Five. Yes. Ah, the most underrated Saw. Uh, I, I haven't kidding. seen it. I'm, I'm kidding. Gonna, I don't, I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. Oh, Dempsey, <laughs> Dempsey was asking me if we've taped already. Ooh, because so basically late. yeah my brother um has been he started his own podcast uh which is called he leaves me 35 minutes worth of voice memos every single day <laughs> and then will call me to reiterate whatever thoughts he had over the voice memos right and he has just over the last two weeks been hounding me he's like nick was on the pod our tune was on the pod I, how how have I not been? Are you afraid I'm gonna outdo you? Are you afraid I'm gonna embarrass you? I'm gonna come with some funny story or 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 like what do you what do you? I have he's like I listen to every episode and I'm thinking oh this is what I would say in this situation this is what I would do in this situation he's so he wants <laughs> so badly to be a guest and uh, we won't allow it well, it just hasn't worked maybe. out we we asked him today and then he was he's working he's he's away shooting uh, a show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess shout, he'll hear this when it happens. But uh, shout out to Dempsey. He, eventually, he will come on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. But until then, 
He's not allowed. He's All right. not allowed. Pass me this let's freaking play a game. rock here. Oh, let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. You know, What's I've that? been... Wait, uh... sorry. What is that? What is that? What is it? And here we go. It's like uh, Disney, no maybe? There's something that... There's a movie quote, and then it leads here into... We maybe they do go. it like on old movies that you would rent or DVDs you would buy. It'd be like, whoa, now all Fox movies are on demand or something like that. Whatever. Or on... D- yeah, whatever. I, I have no just... idea what you're fucking talking about right now. And here we go. Um, Finn, do you want a Hey, adventure? comment comment down below if you know what he's talking about. And by comment, I mean don't because Spotify doesn't... Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you get your podcasts on. No, leave a, review, fucking... leave a review. Leave Actually, a review. Leave a one-star review so we can read it. So we can yeah. read it because I'll go looking for the one-stars for the answer. Um, yeah. And here we go. Boom, boom, like an explosion goes. Maybe Peter Pan flies by. Could be Iron Man walking with an explosion behind him. Kind of like... Castaway Tom type. Hanks, be like ah, yeah, whatever he an does early Blu-ray type, and a 2007 Blu-ray maybe. Yeah, exactly. Don't leave one-star reviews unless you really have a problem with this show. I won't. I won't read any of them. I'll cry that we even <laughs> have them. Um, and then yeah, yeah. And I'll find okay, you and uh, I'll send you a copy of Saw Five. Adventure, children, <laughs> my- drama, fantasy, horror, humor, mystery, nonfiction, romance. Let's sci-fi. go humor, humor. Typical, 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 typical. Okay. Well, okay, this gave me two, and a couple of them are actually okay. pretty funny. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna number one or number two? Uh two. Okay, I'm gonna give you number one. Okay. Um <laughs> Cat can dance. The cat can dance? <laughs> no 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 no. Cat can dance, not okay, the cat got can it. dance. Just got it, cat got can it. dance. Got it. And um Starring Joe Pesci and Jack Black. <laughs> Joe Pesci is in an underground hip-hop dance crew, right? Of course. His grandson, or I guess his son, Joe Pesci's not that old. His son, Jack Black, is, you know, he's a, he's a banker. He's, uh, he has a really, really stable job, and his dad is shredding on the streets of the Bronx, just killing it. The guy, I mean, the guy walks down the Joker stairs every day and just fucking ruins the neighborhood. Um, he, you know, has this group, and so, uh, you know, but then all of a sudden the dad has a, a heart attack, um, and now he's in he's in ho- the hospital, but he can't dance. It's awful, right? And, uh, you know, Jack Black, he used to go around kind of when he was a kid, he used to go around... Uh, and uh, he used to go around on all fours and try to hunt down birds and kill them, you know, and uh, like a cat would. And uh, you know, drinking from a little from a little uh, a bowl of milk, if you will, kind of like a little kitten. Um, and so the dad calls him a cat, and he says, "We have a son. We have a I don't know, I don't know. I'll do my best Pesci right now. Okay, ready? Yeah. Um, son, we have Are you a talking to me." Are you, you talking to me? T- <laughs> son, we had a car. Son, we have a uh, a little problem here. I, it's going into fucking Chris Walken. <laughs> I don't. I can't do this. So I'm doing De Niro and Pacino quotes, <laughs> and then you're doing a Chris Walken impression. I'm trying to do fucking Pesci, and I keep slipping into Chris Walken. Do I amuse you? Do, do I amuse you, my clown? Okay, so he says. Uh, Cat, you know, I we're gonna do. Ah, fuck, I'm going into fucking like. 
I'm going into like. <laughs> Stay with it. Stay with it, man. Okay. Okay. Stay with it. Okay. Joe Pesci says, "Son, uh, we're gonna battle this group. We can't. Uh, you know, I'm their leader. I'm their best dancer. We need a new leader. You got to take my spot." Um, Jack Black takes his spot in the hip hop dance group and becomes a, the cat. It, and and then the other uh, underground, the ending is, cat can dance, and then fade That's to black. Great. I, if you don't mind, just I have some thoughts, sure. just some notes. Uh huh. We have um, Joe Pesci. We kind of flipped the switch, right? Where Joe Pesci still plays Jack Black's dad. Right. But Joe Pesci is the kind of Wall Street button up oh, tie, suit and tie type. Yeah, I was uh, thinking suit. whether you I know, should it's do kind that. of I, I think yours was more interesting because it was off type. And then here we go, Jack Black is his kind of like stoner son who never really amounted to never lived up to his potential, but he just loved to dance. You kind of have him like in school of rock type of thing. But mm-hmm. then Joe Pe- Jack Joe Pesci is needed in need of a heart transplant. And oh, Jack okay. Black gets in a car accident. He dies, and they give him his son's heart. So now uh-huh. Joe Pesci, Cat is his name, mm-hmm. has uh, the heart of a dancer. And in kind of American Werewolf in London style fashion, he sees the ghost of Jack Black, and he teaches him how to dance so then he can go to the dance crew and lead them to the finals. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. Uh, my movie was gonna open with Joe Pesci doing a montage of Joe Pesci doing heads of doing head spins, um, and and uh, it still can because then it freeze frames. He goes, "You're probably wondering how I got here." <laughs> yeah. Okay, then, okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay, then it okay. comes to him. I'm on your. I'm on your Honey, side. Honey, did you now. see my other? Did you see my other tie clip? <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 totally. Dude, by the way, please give me notes on mine because I don't want to feel... I just feel like as a good writing partnership, we should kind of be able to bounce ideas off each other. That's how you make the real good movies. Here's the thing. So vote below. Whoever, which one you think is better. Leave a one-star review if you think that mine's <laughs> better. Leave a half-star review if you think that and here's is the, better. But here's the thing. Martin yep. Scorsese has been here the whole time listening to our pitches. Come out of here, Marty. Oh, shit. Looks like he disconnected. Oh, he's not in the... Z- Shit, he's not in the Zoom anymore. Fuck. He said, he, he, sorry, I have a text from, I was on Do Not Disturb. He said, guys, I, you said you're going to bring me in after 15 minutes. It's okay. I gotta we'll, go. we'll, it's okay. Um, we'll, we'll, um, it's shit. Okay. Um, okay. Damn it. Next, Ugh. next podcast. I was, I was pretty excited because, yeah, yeah, he blew it and he's yeah. never going to come back. It's, he said, okay, it's fine. Is, um, he uses more emojis than you'd think when he texts. <laughs> yeah, big, big big fan of emojis. This guy is. Big emoji I'm, in a, I'm actually guy. in a I'm in a GC with De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and Scorsese. And guess who? Guess who uses the most uh, emojis? Just guess. Yeah, you, uh, you're asking me. Yeah, guess. Um, who was it? Pacino, De Niro, Scorsese, Scorsese, Pesci. Yeah. Pesci. You're wrong. It's Pacino. Every time he does a, a text, he'll send it, and then he'll do the the red exclamation point emojis. <laughs> so everything will be in uh, in 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 an exclamation form. I saw and, a video of him and, meeting. Have you seen the video of uh, Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone introducing Guy Fieri to no. Al Pacino? 
No. They're like, they're both so oh, stoked yeah, yes, to meet yes, each yes, other. Yes, yes, and then yes, he's yes, like, yes. I hope you're hungry. And he's like, I'm always hungry. That doesn't sound like Pacino, but he does say I'm always hungry. Anyways. Anyways. Um, should I'm I do? Hungry. What should I do? <laughs> that was pretty good. Adventure, children, drama, fantasy, Whoa. horror, humor, mystery, nonfiction, romance, sci-fi. You you pick. It's your it's your pitch now. Let's go. Nonfiction. Okay. And what are your? It's called uh, flower. Fo- oh no, even weirder. Followers in your garden. Yep. So kind of not what I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Starring. Okay, one second. I need people who are alive. Oh, great. Um, yeah, starring Edward Norton and Christopher Plummer. Oh, we already did a Plummer movie, didn't we? Did, oh, yeah, we did. So you, you can still what? do, you can still do the life. Nort. You can do the Nort still, but just sub oh, out a different one. Okay. Oh, rest in peace to both of those people. Edward right. freaking Nort. Edward Norton and Eli Roth. Oh, man. Okay. In Followers yeah. in Your Garden. Um so obviously it's a nonfiction, meaning it is a documentary, which is directed by Eli Roth and narrated by Ed Norton, and it's called Whoa. Followers in Your Garden, and it's about kind of the very hyper-competitive world of um, social media um, botanists and, like, people who kind of, uh, you know how they do, like, best, I guess not botanists because that's more scientific, but sure. more people who, you know, lawn maintenance people, gardeners, as sure. it, as it landscapers. were. landscapers. And they do... Yeah, landscaping is definitely an aspect of it. They definitely delve into that. But it's mostly focused on three different storylines of people competing for the best garden contest in this small town in um, <laughs> Minneapolis. Minneapolis, And uh, Ed Norton comes to kind of visit him. Him and Eli Roth come, and they're kind of interviewing these people. And Ed I Norton thought he is, was narrating uh, it. He's narrating it as well. He's like... Well, and then I went to this place, and then he, yeah. you, know, you see him go to the. It's kind of it's first person, and Eli Roth <laughs> is making uh, appearances as well. But what you probably didn't know is that they're actually both very into gardening. Oh, um, it's a secret passion of Norton's that he picked up uh, because it just helped him kind of un- unwind after the whole fiasco of him playing the Hulk, and then the studio rewrites, and the just the kind of him getting recast and it not really uh-huh. quite working out the way he wanted. He he felt so angry he felt like okay i need to i need yeah, to put his energy on myself something. learn how to yeah. meditate and then he's like i don't like meditating i'm gonna i'm gonna garden instead so he started working with his hands and essentially yeah they're just interviewing um these people who who are competing with for the uh the um the green crown as they call it which is what they give one garden a year but what they didn't Really well. What Ed Norton didn't expect, but Eli Roth knew, is that it actually gets a lot more feisty than you'd imagine. These, <laughs> I these was people say. competing, really, they 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 teeter on the edge of violent, which is where Eli Roth yeah. comes in and kind of masterfully brings in the violence of these people's, um, like like in Fargo, where it's like oh right. the kind of calm, maybe a little passive aggressive, like oh nothing to see here. But under the surface, they're cold-blooded killers, and it actually kind of exposes this line of um, missing people who've gone missing, and they all are in some way linked to the Green Crown. And it kind of pulls back the curtain on this whole kind of seedy, pun very much so intended, underworld of the garden scene in, in, in Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was Eli Roth, there's got to be um, some, some gore in there. 
Um, wow, that was great. We're doing great. We're we're doing a great thing. We're doing. I'm sorry that I said that you were. What did I say earlier? What was all the bad stuff? I don't know. I said? Super. I was. You said that I was passive aggressive. Then you have a group a group chat talking behind my back about how I'm passive aggressive with my friends. No, dude. No, we don't have a group chat. <laughs> it's real life. It's male. It's by pigeon. Anyways, um, yeah. Um, so I guess thank you so much to everybody for listening. Um, we have a very we have a I, I I would say it's a pretty exciting announcement. We are going to release merch, and by merch I mean it, it's looking like just one shirt. But we want to do it right. We want to make it awesome. We want everybody who wants one to be able to get one, and we're gonna be announcing that shortly. And hopefully releasing that shortly as well. But we have this yep. awesome artist working on it, and they're going to be a freaking dope. Yeah, we'll see you next week with... Do we know what movie we're talking about next? Uh, we no, but we're going to have... Let's keep it a secret because we don't know. All right. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>